Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Ryan. How's everyone? Good? We're here on a Wednesday night. Awake, strong. It's an interesting time in our nation, huh? You know, the Lord in saying, you know, how the warfare is real. You know, the, the kingdom is in full war, you know, between good and evil. And, uh, you know, the things that happen... In, in behind the scenes in the spiritual realm are, you know, just if we only knew what was going on, but while we slept or about to go to sleep, all of a sudden we hear that the Supreme Court uh, may overturn Roe versus Wade. So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So we need to, <clears throat> we need to keep them in prayer because we know how politicians are. <laughs> we need to pray that they stick to their uh, convictions and to uh, the truth of the Constitution. And uh, thank God, thank God. What can I say? I'm just in awe and, 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 and blown away by God's goodness. But we, we got to keep praying. We should pray for that right now, right, while we're all together. And Father, we just thank you again um, and praise you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. And you're just so merciful, so kind, so gracious. You've shown us your great love. You've shown this world your great love by sending your son to die on behalf of our sins. And Lord, you don't desire that any should perish, but that all come to the saving knowledge of your son. But Lord, in this world, so many men don't turn to you because they love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. And so while we are here in this world, Lord, you call us to be salt and light. And so we pray for all those standing up against the murder of innocent babies, uh, that you would strengthen all of us, Lord, every person in our country that believes in the sanctity of life. May you strengthen all of us, and including the judges, Lord, that they... and. Uh, and all the people would not be um, persuaded by the loudness of the mobs and that, Lord, fear would be uh, bound and cast off as for what it is. It's, it's nothing. We don't have to fear man, but you call us to trust in you and that all who trust in you are safe. And so I pray for the justices to put their trust in you and to not turn away from this decision. Father, our country is, is riddled in sin. We're guilty. This country is guilty. But with this decision, Lord, up to half of the country might ban abortions, Lord. And so we pray for the babies, for those who have no voice, that you would, Lord, indeed do a mighty work uh, in this country. Because, Lord, you're, you're not uh, willing that any should perish. And so you will will come at just the right time, but you're waiting for people to repent and turn to you because, Lord, you want everyone to be saved. 
And so, Lord, help our church to be strong, all the churches in America to be strong for your precepts, Lord, and to not buckle under the pressure of the crowds like Pilate did, Lord, at your trial. But help us, Lord, to be strong in Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. And Lord, bless the word. Amen. So first, uh, Second Chronicles chapter 1. We're in a new book. Second Chronicles chapter 1. The book of Second Chronicles parallels First and Second Kings, uh, the stories, but it virtually ignores the northern kingdom of Israel because of its false worship, because they had turned away from the Lord uh, to worship the pagan gods. As you know, uh, because of sin, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two uh, kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The southern kingdom was called the kingdom of Judah, the northern, the kingdom of Israel. In the northern kingdom of Israel, they turned on God. They began to live the way the rest of the pagan world did. They worshiped false gods. But in the southern kingdom, the kings uh, generally stood by the Lord. And so in Second Chronicles, it focuses on the kings in the south that kept to the Lord. And the reason why it's showing the good kings is because it's showing you how the lineage that would lead to Jesus Christ eventually, how those kings lived. And so it, it's following the Davidic uh, uh, bloodline, if you will, King David's bloodline that would eventually lead to this to our savior jesus christ and so that's why it's showing it um <clears throat> it shows that uh, these kings good patterns uh how they lived and how they reigned and uh and they were good the bible says because they lived after the same uh, style as king david did they did good like king david king david would be mentioned as the one that um did good he was a good king but even a better king than king david has come, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They referred to him as Jesus, the son of David, because he was of the lineage of King David. And so, um, Second Chronicles will focus and give a lot of detail uh, to um, the, the, the love or the reforms that the good kings had, right? It'll focus on the kings that were zealous for the Lord, passionate for the Lord, uh, kings, kings like uh, Asa, uh, Jehoshaphat, Joash, Hezekiah, and Josiah. And it, it will detail really how life was uh, for these kingdoms in their worship uh, of the Lord at the temple. The temple is mentioned throughout the book. It's central uh, to this book, and it's also central to the survival of the nation. And so the, the great lesson of Second Chronicles is, is that a, a kingdom that honors the Lord, a kingdom that seeks God, seeks to honor God, will be a blessed kingdom, okay? And, and um, we can, you know, uh, we can uh, apply that to our lives, that if we live a life that honors God, then we too will be blessed. Amen? Um, and so we begin in verse 1. <clears throat> Solomon, it says, Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom. And the Lord, his God, uh, was with him and exalted him exceedingly. And so here we have Solomon now taking over. He's the new king. 
And it says here that he was strengthened in his kingdom. And that's a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful verse because in the previous book, it ends really with King David saying to all the leaders, like my son's going to take over, but he's young and he's inexperienced. He's tender. But here we read that though he's young and inexperienced, he was his, he was strengthened in his kingdom. And so how did he become strong in his kingdom? It's because God was with him. God is the strength of his kingdom. And so that made him strong. And it's the same with us in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Christ makes us strong. He makes us strong in the work that he calls us to do, no matter what it is. And we all have different things that we're trying to accomplish and do. We work, we go to school. Uh, we're married or we're single or we're grandparents, no matter what, what God has you doing in life right now, know that God can make you strong for that and bless you in that if you make him your strength. Solomon is only, he's, he's strong only because the Lord is his strength. He has made the Lord his strength. And it says here, God was with him and that the Lord exalted him exceedingly like he was thoroughly blessed and him being strengthened in his kingdom it, it tells us that he took a stronghold early of the kingdom right so he's the new king but he took a strong hold of it through God's strength he was able to like they say take the bull by the horns like he really dove into it strong because of God. And so again, no matter where you're at today, no matter what the task God has you doing, God will give you the strength that you need. Just make him your strength. And also, with that strength comes uh, exaltation. God exalts his people. And maybe it's not a physical exaltation right away, but those of us who make God our strength, we're exalted immediately spiritually, right? If you've tasted and, and seen that the Lord is good, you know this to be true. We are the most blessed people, and it doesn't have anything to do with our, with our possessions or, or our circumstances. It has to do with the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our God, our time with him in, in prayer and, and seeking his strength, it completely exalts us. It lifts us up from our depressed state. It lifts us up from worry and anxiety and doubting and, and, and just having a woe is me attitude. That's what takes place in our relationship with the Lord. He exalts us. And, and with King David and now his son Solomon, the exaltation of, of King David as a young shepherd boy, I mean, he learned to be exalted in the spirit long before he became king. And so you and I here today, whatever he has you doing, you, you and I will prosper in the Lord if we make him our strength. We really will. I don't care if you're a student, you give it to God. I'm a student, I'm a college student, I'm a high school student or at my job, whatever it is that you're doing. And it may be mundane to you, your job right now, as our jobs can sometimes be. It can be routine and you're kind of bored of it and you want to go somewhere else. But even where you're at, if we acknowledge the Lord 
in the work that he has us doing right now, he will he will guide our steps and he will change really the change our hearts and really the atmosphere eventually. I've seen it happen when I worked for Caltrans for many years. There were many times where I wasn't happy with my work, my job, my settings. I just wanted out of there quickly. Uh, but what do you do when you're kind of just stuck, you know? And so I was stuck, and though, and which was a good thing because then I looked up to the Lord and said, "Lord, I'm in this spot. I, I, I don't." you know, feel like it's a blessing. I don't feel enthusiastic about it. I don't feel strong about it. And I began to pray about my job. And then he made the mundane and the, and the routine very exciting in my life. And I began to see the possibilities at my work that I never did. Possibilities to witness, possibilities uh, uh, to show them what I can do with Christ who strengthens me. And everything got better and God began to speak to me. So wherever you're at, just give it to God. He who called you is faithful, uh, who will also do it. And you must believe that as a Christian, he's He's called you to bless your life and to save your, not to save your life, but also to bless it. If you don't think God's a rewarder of your faith, then you're going to be downcasted all the time. God wants to bless. There is a reward. And, and here, Solomon is being exalted. He's being strengthened. Why? Because the new king is all about God. And so take that to heart. You know, with God's help, we can do anything, anything. Whatever he calls you to do, you can do it through his strength. You can do it. And there's a blessing. In Psalm 31, verse 19, the psalmist writes, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. You hear that? How great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. There is great goodness in store for us. Great goodness. Which thou hast wrought or made for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. God wants to show how beneficial it is to others to walk with God. Through your life. Through my life. Through the blessings. But you got to be blessed without the stuff before you get the stuff. Because if it's just about the stuff, then, you know, it, it, your, your countenance will go up and down, up and down, up and down. Because stuff comes and goes. People come and go, but God never leaves. So there's a blessing uh, in that. Psalm 68:19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with his benefits, the God of our salvation. He daily loads us with benefits. And obviously, it's not like we wake up and God's showering us with like physical gifts and things it's he is the benefits daily so um spend time with them and you'll recognize that and eventually and i think god blesses that faithfulness when he sees man my children are blessed just to have me and then we're able to handle stuff with the good heart because it ain't about the stuff it never has been about the stuff and and that's how he raises uh exalts people in due season and he says humble yourself before the lord and he will exalt you in due season and so solomon's time is is here verse two it says and solomon spoke to all israel to the captains of thousands and of hundreds to the judges and to every leader in all israel 
the hands of the father's houses, or the heads, sorry, of the father's houses. And, uh, and so we see here that he addresses the assembly for the first time, which again, it, 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 it blesses me, his boldness, his courage as a young king to, it's not like he's just addressing Israel, the people, but he's addressing all the captains, the judges, the leaders, the priests, all of the leaders. This young king has the boldness to do that. And again, he who called you is faithful who will also do it. You may be thinking to yourself, I can't do this job. I can't take this class. I can't deal with this hard situation. You can do it because Christ is with you. You can do it. Or I can do this ministry. Yes, you can because God is with you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And look at him with the boldness of him speaking up to them. Verse uh, Verse 3, then Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon, for the tabernacle of meeting with God was there, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. But David had brought up the ark of God from Kirjath-Jerim to the place David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it at Jerusalem. And so we see here that Solomon and all the leaders, they, they go to uh, Gibeon in order to worship the Lord, to seek the Lord, which is a tremendous, like, beautiful thing to see that all the leadership of the country, all in unity, say we need to seek the Lord for this kingdom to be strong for our nation to be strong. And so they're going up there uh, to the tabernacle. This is, this is old school Israel. It's the tabernacle that Moses made that was at Gibeon. It's, about, it's northwest of Jerusalem. And that old tabernacle is still there, but the ark had been moved to Jerusalem. Remember, David brought it down. So um, it's their heart as a nation to seek the Lord, which is a very... Um, beautiful thing the bible tells us time and again to seek the lord in first chronicles chapter 16 verse 11 king david solomon's father said seek the lord and his strength seek his face forevermore isaiah the prophet would say in isaiah 55 verse 6 seek ye the lord while he may be found call ye upon him while he is near in psalm 73 the psalmist writes in verse 27 for indeed those who are far from you shall perish you have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry but it is good for me to draw near to god the one thing that i've learned in in my life walking with the lord now for 22 years is how blessed both god and I am when I seek him. My whole, our whole Christian existence, the health of our walk with the Lord, it's based on this very thing of of us deciding daily that I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to seek his face and I'm going to spend time with him. It all depends on this very action. There's no way that a Christian can survive and be healthy without seeking the Lord. We find out fairly quick in our walk that 
All is not right with the Lord, or all is not right with the world or with our lives when we do not seek the Lord. But the very remedy to that, to fear, to doubt, to troubles, to trials, is seeking the Lord and seeking Him daily. And, you know, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how important it is. Um, I was, uh, I went up to the lake up by the mountain this afternoon to go spend time with the Lord. And just to sit there and to be quiet and to look at nature, look at his creation, look at the ducks swim by, look at his pine trees, look at all of his creation. It just begins to soothe my soul, begins to uh, strengthen me in the inner man. And my faith begins to grow. My hope begins to grow. And, you know, the scriptures come alive to my heart. My weakness, uh, you, you can sense a real strength coming on, even though we're tired on a Wednesday night and weak. You really sense a change in seeking the Lord. And maybe, maybe you're here tonight and you're just like, I really need a change in my walk with the Lord. It's not where it needs to be. The success of our life is in seeking the Lord. Jesus said, ask and it, and, and, and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened to you. The Christian way of life is one of seeking the Lord. And I took a drive up there. I pulled over, took a walk with my Bible and just spent time in prayer and, and alone with the Lord. And all of us need that. Not just me, but you need it. You need a time uh, to get used to doing that seeking the Lord, pouring out your heart before Him, and in, in order to, to gain strength, in order to gain direction, in order to know where it is that we're even going. Amen? In verse 6 it says, um, or in verse 5, <clears throat> Now the bronze altar that Be uh, Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord. Solomon and the assembly sought him there. And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. I mean, that to me is just a tremendous, you know, um, display of where Solomon is at this time. He loves God. He shows that he loves God by giving him a thousand bulls, right? And if you think of, of that, a thousand bulls, I mean, what is, how, how does that even work logistically? How do you get a thousand bulls uh, there? And then if you think about the, the hall, the process, the leading them up to uh, the priests, and, and then the, it's the killing and the sacrifice of these, of these uh, animals, and then the 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 roasting of them on the fire as a, as it just being fully dedicated to the lord it just must have been you know a huge huge task but it just shows his devotion to the lord that he was willing to sacrifice uh, so much uh, for the lord and it speaks to our sacrifice to the lord and our service to the lord and how you know, where is that tonight? Are we passionate about giving God our everything? Are we sacrificial for the Lord in our service, in our time, 
in, in everything that we do? Do we do, do all things unto the Lord and do we do them well? Do we have that kind of passion? And if not, where do we get it? Where do we get the passion? Where do we get the willingness to give? It's at the foot of the cross. It's spending time with the Lord. Lord, give me passion. Give me strength. Give me um, zealousness and passion for you. Where I'm willing to sacrifice anything and everything for your kingdom. And so um, we need to give God our best. And giving God our best takes effort, right? Sacrifice, I mean, the word, what, is it, what does it mean but to give something that is, you know, that, that is costly, right? Something that costs you. And so... Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.